So today's been a pretty awesome day for me up until about five minutes ago, which I'll get into in a moment. Um, but actually, I, I had an amazing sleep last night and I woke up and I was just so clear-minded, so focused, so dialed in and hit the gym and it was incredible. I was focused. I don't know if it's completely because of this, but um, I have been, I, I just started the other day using cordyceps mushrooms and it supposedly is, does or can help with uh, sleep quality. Uh, I, I didn't know that it was in, meant to help with um, focus, but maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that, that's why or if it's just a coincidence that I happen to be having a good, clear-minded day. Um, regardless, um, I found myself asking myself questions today, and I really like that. That's kind of how I know that I'm really dialed in is that I'm asking myself questions and the thing is I don't have the answers to that which is kind of the point on one hand it's frustrating but it's not uh, it's it's weird uh, see if see if I can make sense here um, so I was asking myself questions like how can I make today really count how can I make this day this hour this minute the best it possibly can be and when I ask myself questions like that, like I said, I don't have the answer readily available, but it makes me try to think in that direction. And I think it's become exponentially important because of what I determined, or sorry, because of what I did, because of what happened uh, in the later parts of today. Uh, here where I live, the way they deal with COVID, I guess, is to do different phases. So we were in phase orange now because there was a whole bunch more cases. We're going to phase red. Phase red means everything's shut down, including gyms. So I'm not going to have a gym at my disposal again. That's very disheartening. Um, I have a really difficult time working out at home especially since my the equipment I have is somewhat limited but I, like I but that's not even the problem the problem is just I, I don't like working out at home um, if you listen to my podcast before you know I've, I've I bought um, this athlete X program called zero um, and and I did a review on that one of the better at-home workout programs that I've come across, but even still, it just does not interest me doing body weight training. Um, so I have to overcome that hurdle, basically. And this line of questioning, I think, will help me with that. If I continue to ask myself, okay, what am I doing right now? What have, what have I done today? What am I going to continue to do today to make sure that when I'm lying in bed, I'll have no regrets. Um, I think part of the problem for me when it comes to working out at home is that you don't get that same kind of pump. You don't get that same kind of um, mental pump either. That, that same kind of 
you know, feeling of, oh, I, I just pushed myself to the limit. I mean, you can get, you can get to the point of, of exhaustion in terms of, um, like, like metabolically, you know, you can burn yourself out. You can do sprints or, or, uh, other kind of body body weight things that get you to that point where you're drenched in sweat and huffing and puffing but it's not the same as as lifting weights it's just not that same rush um so i'm I'm gonna have to find a way to adapt to this and i'm gonna have to figure it out quickly Part of what's weighing on me with this whole thing is the fact that it feels like only a couple months ago I was getting back into work regularly and now and now I've been training in new areas and now that's all coming to a grinding halt and it's going to be this stop and start thing again which is extremely frustrating and and I think I think I'm a little bit worried because I don't I don't really want my all the progress that I've made so far physically and mentally and that I, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of it of me regressing again. I mean, while the pandemic was sort of at its height and I was at home for a few months. I got a lot done in terms of I, I wrote a book. I wrote the book Timegeddon and I was really proud of it. I am really proud of it. But physically, I know I regressed because of not having a gym. And as far as the work that I'm doing at my job right now, I know that my... I think I regressed a little bit. And it's just a frustrating thing to feel this complete lack of control over my life. It's such new territory and it's frustrating and to feel that because of this damn disease, so many of the aspects of life that we once took for granted are not available to us. To take my own advice, what I should be doing is trying to find ways that I can turn this around, that I can view this as an opportunity rather than a, I guess, hurdle, or maybe to view it as a hurdle that I have the opportunity to overcome. I suppose that's true. That's probably a good idea, a good way to think that here's this hurdle. If I can prove myself capable of overcoming it, then that is extremely powerful. That demonstrates courage, resilience. That's what I like about doing this podcast is that it's really just a chance for me to 
talk through the situations that arise. And there's been a lot of situations in the last year. Holy crap. I mean, uh, internally, there's been plenty of situations too. Here, I'll just... uh, going to just read you an excerpt from my journal yesterday. So this is uh, January 18th, what I was thinking about. I want to give the world something they will love, and yet I know that what the world thinks it wants is hatred and division, which I don't want to contribute to. The Good Samaritan was in the right place and chose to do good. But can you place yourself in the position to do good? By whose standard is it good when one person's good is another's evil? I've, of, I've often asked myself, how do I know when to stand up to someone and when to sit back and listen, listen to the things I don't like to hear? When is it time to learn where I'm at fault and when is it time to hold to my convictions? It occurs to me that we make associations that hold us back from communicating. To one person, the word chivalry means treating a lady with dignity and respect. To another, word, the, to another, the word means imposing his will on a woman. Yet both want the same thing. The only point of contention is a word that has become loaded with unintention, unintended associations. Yeah, Uh, I think we get bogged down in that a lot, in the will to fight. Um, I was just mentioning in my last podcast about how I had a a bit of a head-butting session with Johnny Lee Miller and how he didn't like being accused of lecturing um, us as small folk while he was lecturing us. And so he lectured me about that. Um, I bet you if I were to sit down with Johnny Lee Miller, if, if he were to you know, put aside his anger for a moment and have a rational human being conversation with me, I have a funny feeling we would want the same thing. And yet, why do we still fight? Why is it that we're so determined to hate one another? have theories on that. Um, I mean, there's, there's always been, you know, different opinions on what's the right way to run a society, you know, um, what is the moral fabric that we want sort of enshrined 
in our laws and policies. That's normal. That's how we've been since the, the dawn of mankind. Well, at least since the dawn of civilized uh, civilizations. Because no two people are always 100% of the time going to agree upon everything. What keeps us together, what keeps us unified, is a respect for one another. We don't have to believe the same things. But the minute we start demonizing somebody who thinks different from us, rather than giving them the benefit of the doubt, the minute we start viewing humanity as a whole as something vile, then we have no hope whatsoever of creating true unity. I mean, I, I kind of laugh when, um, so, so Biden, I, I actually, I mean, Obama did the same thing when he said, you know, there's no, we're not Republicans and Democrats, we're Americans. Great message. Um, Biden said something similar. Problem is that you can't spend four years or more sometimes calling everybody who disagrees with you a Nazi or a racist or whatever word or, or just morally evil or deplorable or whatever word you want to use. You can't spend your entire career making that claim that anyone who opposes you is is morally corrupt and then expect them to sing kumbaya with you and be unified with you i'm i'm sorry to to shake shake you with a little dose of reality it doesn't work that way and this is why um, it puts, it does put conservatives at uh, a bit of um, uh, disadvantage in this. Because at this moment in time, you, the th there's this expression that the best revenge you can have on your enemy is to not be like them. So it would behoove conservatives to not be spend the next four years acting the way liberals have acted towards them. I'm talking specifically in the United States, but that tends to trickle over here in Canada as well. It would. It would be... I, this is why I, I'm disgusted by the way that that Trump has sealed his legacy with all this, you know, tr kicking and screaming. Um, if he had have left office with some dignity, I would have had way more respect for him. Um, just like I lost all respect for Hillary Clinton when she lost the election and ran off and started crying and started, and Nancy Pelosi goes and says, oh, it's rigged and that, and um, not that I had any respect for Nancy Pelosi beforehand, but uh, it certainly didn't help her case. 
Um, but it, it does put you in a, a disadvantage when you're like, you feel you've been attacked for four years and now you're being asked to not be that way to whether turn the other cheek, I guess, um, treat your opposition with the kind of dignity they never treated you with. That's a hard, that's a tough ask. It's, it's, it takes time to get over, you know, having these ridiculous, baseless accusations launched at you. Got a little bit off track there. What else is new? I do this all the time. If you if you listen to my rambling, you know this. Basically, I'm gonna sum this up. Another another COVID lockdown as of midnight tonight. Not happy about it, but gonna try to view it as an opportunity. An opportunity to excel in a way I haven't excelled during a lockdown before. And that's, honestly, that's the whole reason I, I took up this challenge. I'm, um, again, for those who, who listen to me, I, I joined the body, uh, body for life, <laughs> burn the fat, feed the muscle, Tom Venuto's, um, fat loss challenge. Uh, it started early this year. It started in January. Normally, I, I believe it, it starts in like the spring or even the summer. But they're like, no, we're we're gonna run one. It's a smaller one. It's a bit of a smaller one. But I decided this might be just a little added boost for me, a little bit of extra encouragement on those days when I'm feeling blah. To even if I don't place, I have placed in them before. But if I don't, even if I don't place in this particular one. Hopefully, by the end, my results will be better because of having done it. Uh, the whole reason I did it is because I, I feel that the, the whole start and stop of this past year has gotten me off track. I wouldn't say I'm at my all-time worst shape, not by a long stretch. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty good, but I'm, I'm definitely not in the vicinity of, of the best shape I've been in either. So I wanted to challenge myself to, to get back on track, to exceed myself, to make this the most successful transformation I've had in years uh, the best one that I did was actually way back in 2013 that that that's a while back that's um, yeah back around between 2011 and 2013 I was doing transformation challenges galore like pretty much every year I'd, I'd kind of do a bulk and then I'd strip off the fat and, and the phase where I was stripping off the fat that's where I joined transformation challenges and I placed in a few of them I did I was doing really well and then kind of the, the years between around 2015 and that I kind of kind of lost interest in doing that the whole you know 
bulking up and then trimming down again got a bit tired and um, and so I just kind of maintained I guess even though I hate that word maintain uh, I just hate it because it's like status quo right and there's nothing inspiring and motivating about maintaining the status quo but that's pretty much in the end what I was doing just keeping in okay shape but not great shape and 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 that this is where I want to break that plateau and get into what I would consider good shape and it's doable it just requires a lot of dedication and that and and now I'm learning because of the gyms closing and that it's going to require even more dedication so I suppose I suppose that's the takeaway here is that for me to succeed here I'm it, it will be a huge triumph it will be a huge triumph if I can get to the point where I'm happy. I'm never happy. I'm never happy at the end. But I'm. I always hate doing my after pictures because I always feel there was just a little more I could have done. But uh, if I can get close to the mark, at least, I think it'll be even bigger now because of this. So that's a pretty encouraging thought. I think I'll leave it there for today. Happy pandemic, everyone.